Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalker Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke podcast worldwide. This is episode 87 of Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world. You know this. I know this. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get right into this, Jack. Uh, welcome in, my co-host, as always, Jack Mangan. Jack, how are you despite what happened this weekend? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at that intro. Shaka fans are some of the greatest fans, but let's not talk about that. Let's just get straight into the podcast. <laughs> we don't want to give Shaka fans any credit, do we? Uh, no, no. I think I think they deserve some after the uh, the support they showed for the team. Yeah. Uh, after what was a pretty dismal result uh, on Saturday, uh, I guess I, I need to stop going out of town to watch Shaka matches. The, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, whatever. When I, when I was in St. Louis. That's when we lost five uh, nil to Bayern, and now I was in Cincinnati this past weekend for a wedding. Uh, another five nil defeat. So uh, I take full responsibility for that. Unlike David Wagner, and uh, ready to move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where do we begin with this freaking match? Uh, we lost five nil. We had we had not not high optimism going into this one uh, against Leipzig. Obviously, we had some poor results against three bottom feeders. We couldn't get any wins against them. Um, and then, so we knew it was tough. We had a, a that Bayern loss uh, early in the in the Rook Runda really kind of set us back, and te- especially emotionally and and, and every other, any other way possible, I guess. And we know going to this Leipzig match, it was going to be difficult. Uh, Leipzig are, are a good squad, um, and yeah, it uh, it was not pretty whatsoever. Jack five uh, nil loss. That stung, man. It hurt. I mean, I I, I thought we were going to lose, but I mean, we look freaking pathetic. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Did not register a shot, uh, I believe, in the entirety of the first half. I mean, what a way to start the game, um, too. Goal? First minute of the game? Yeah, well, we can get to that in a second because um, I, have, I have some things to <laughs> yeah, say yeah, about know, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't register a shot in the first half for the first time since maybe, I think it was like 2011 or 2009 or something like that. It's been, you know, quite a while since that happened. Um, so I think that should kind of tell you everything you need to know about how capable we looked um, for most of this game, uh, it, which was not very capable at all, of course. Um Yeah, just just an absolutely brutal performance uh, going forward and ultimately at the back. Um, but it was it was a strange game in the sense that you know I think what fifty eight minutes into the match it was still one nil. Yeah, I mean so it, it was really kind of a late capitulation for whatever reason. I think I think maybe the team got demoralized and maybe stopped working as hard as they otherwise could have because there were some some goals, particularly the last couple that I think were just you know. Uh, a result of highly disinterested defending at that point. So not, I mean, that's not really an excuse. You need to play to you know, the full nine. You got to play to the whistle. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you say? It's it's exactly the kind of performance we didn't need. We knew this was going to be a tough encounter. It's RB Leipzig. Um, but you know, after the Bayern result, as you said, after three consecutive draws, the teams that we should be beating, um, 
we needed to, to turn things around. This would be a great way to do that from an emotional perspective, you know, um, beating a good team as we had in the, in the first half of the season. And uh didn't really come close to that. And uh, it started, as you said, as early as the opening minute. And before you get to that goal, um, you know, looking at our last five games, the form, including this past weekend, only one team has performed worse than us out of every team in the Bundesliga uh, over the last five games. Werder has lost all five games over the last five five stretch, but other than that, every team in the Bundesliga except for us has won a game during that five-game stretch. Uh, so we are playing pretty putrid. Uh, but uh, I know you have some commentary on the on the first goal um, because there are many people who uh, gave us flack and gave people the Schubert fans flack for him starting. So why don't you go ahead and, and take us away from there? Where you at? <laughs> Where you at, Nubel fans? Come on. I mean, <laughs> there, there's a couple things that that are that are wrong with this play, particularly the lack of any Schalke midfielders making an effort to close down Sabitzer when he picks this ball up outside the box. Um, but this is a highly ambitious effort that is not even placed particularly well. And... I, I don't know what it was about the flight of that ball that confused Alexander Nubel, but um, he ultimately dives to his right, and this ball goes to his left. <laughs> and the, the, the more you watch the replays, the more confounding it gets as, as to how he messed up quite that badly. Now, I mean, to be to be somewhat fair, there is some tailing action to the ball. It, it is kind of curving to the right a little bit, but um, th- there's absolutely no reason that Schalke should be behind one minute into this match. Um, even though you're, you were allowing them to get a, sh- a fairly uncontested shot off, that, that should be a save 10 times out of 10, in my opinion. You know, it, it's not that good of a shot. It's hit from far away. He should have plenty of time to deal with it, and he just fails to do so. And once again, this, this, is, this is the guy that was defended because he's not making the big mistakes or supposedly won't make the big mistakes yep. that Schubert's made in a couple matches. And, and I don't think that was true even early in the season before Schubert got his playing time. I think there's evidence to suggest that it wasn't true. It's certainly not true now. Um, and, and this is what I'm talking about. I mean, the people that were suggesting that, like, Nubel gives us the best chance to win, I mean, if he does, it's, it's, it's a marginal difference at best because he has not been that good this season, and he was pretty bad in this game as well for the most part. Yeah, and after the after the game that Schubert gave up with the five goals to Bayern, uh, everyone's like, "We we need to go back to Noble. Uh He's clearly the better. He's clearly the better goalkeeper." Well, Nubel just gave up five goals, so that tells me we should go back to Schubert because he's clearly the better goalkeeper, right? According to that logic, yeah, exactly. Um, right, yeah. And and gave up a flub just like you know Schubert did in that game. Uh, as you mentioned, two flubs now against Leipzig. Two shots, two consecutive shots where uh, he gave up a flubber uh, against Leipzig. So, yeah. Nubel dropped a ball that went directly to him off a corner <laughs> kick or a free kick or something, hit him in square in the hands, uncontested, drops that, almost leads to a shot. Yep. I mean, it was another shaky performance from this guy. Um, I mean, it almost makes you wish even more so that we had sold him that he wasn't leaving for free because we'd practically be scamming Bayern Munich at this point. I mean, they're, they're probably already looking for a way to maybe uh, amend the contract they just offered him a little bit. <laughs> because they can't be like, I mean, they can't like what they're seeing out of him right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter who's in goal for us at this point. Yeah. But fr- from the perspective of a lot of Schalke fans who would have liked to see more of an effort given to avoiding Alexander Nubel, given that he is walking away from this club and make an investment in our future, which may be Marcus Schubert, um, you know. It, 
here's another data point to suggest that the difference between these two keepers is not as great as some would have you believe. Yeah, I couldn't agree more about that. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to look at the lineup real quick because it's not just Newbo's fault in this one. It's obviously a... a, a a culmination of everyone who played on the, on the pitch for Schalke this game. Uh, looking at the starting lineup, obviously Newbull was a net or not. Um, back four of uh, John Joe Kenny, uh, Ozan Kabak, Matija Nastasic, and Bastian Ochipka. A midfield quartet of uh, McKinney, Mascarell, Serdar, and Harit led up top by Rahman and, Ma- and Robbie Matando. Uh, and, you know, we, I, I know we got a, I got a question before the game asking me what my thoughts are on, on Matando starting. And we kind of talked about this last podcast how Leipzig are a fast team from front to back. And to beat them, you don't, you can't rely on someone like Gregorich or Bergstaller who are, don't have any pace to them. You need someone with pace. And we, we said, you know, Katucho or Matando would be perfect for this kind of game. In terms of their pace, the speed that they bring, uh, and then this is what we saw, right? Um, so I think initially looking at the lineup, I was I was fine with you know the insertion of Matando. How about you? I mean, thank God Wagner finally made some incredible changes to the system <laughs> he'd been using recently in the team. So, oh wait, no, he didn't do that at all, did he? No. I mean, it's the diamond again. It's it's about as close to the lineup he played against Leipzig in the first half of the season as you can possibly get. Obviously, the center back pairing can't be the same because of the injuries that have happened there. And I think the only other change is what Benito Raman in for Bergstaller. Yeah. yeah. Because Raman had probably just been relegated to a bench spot after after a poor start early in the season. I mean, it's 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 like he had no interest in making any adjustments to to the formula. Um, that that worked for them in the first half of the season, which is probably unwise given that you can probably bank that Nagelsmann is going to make some adjustments himself yeah. given the caliber of coach that he is. Um, there's been a lot of people, even independent of this Leipzig situation, that have been calling for uh, an alteration in, in, in the system, in the setup, in the shape that we use. Wagner has been kind of very stubbornly sticking to this to this diamond, which is which is strange given that the, I think there was almost more rotation between systems early in the season than there has been recently, and we were getting better results early in the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he comes into this with the same thing, and as I mean, as far as the Matano situation goes, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's what he did in early in the season. He's clearly trying that again. He thinks that you know speed can hurt Leipzig, and he wants to. He did the same thing against Bayern, right? He just tried to you know play, blow blow the top off the defense, maybe on the counterattacks, and, and let Romano you know run free and, and try to just open the field up a little bit for people and. Uh, it didn't work. I, I think I think more focus should be being put right now on fixing whatever's going on with our build-up play, um, and getting us into a position where we don't have to rely on on long balls to Matano or something or whoever's up there because it's 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 just brutal right now. And I mean, you got to give some credit to Leipzig for um, the way that they ultimately set up and and, and you know the the things they did to kind of negate our build-up play. But um, yeah, I can't say I'm overly surprised given that Wagner seems to be doing very little to change you know, the, the way he wants to play, which hasn't been working recently. And we talked about this last week, how he needs to make adjustments going to the game because we know that Nagelsmann is a fine coach and he would look at what happened in the last game and find a way to go around the, the diamond or whatever uh, we used in the last game. And clearly we didn't do it. We didn't do that. And Nagelsmann had to be looking at his shops when he saw this. Like, you know what? This will be a cakewalk. We already know what they're going to bring. So we just got to counter that and then uh, do have our, you know, have our, our, our horses uh, do their magic, and that's what ended up happening. And it was close for a good bit of the game um, in terms of scoreline. Uh, that one goal from Sabitzer, it lasted until the 61st minute, but I think that goal by Timo Werner uh, really put the nail in the coffin and opened the floodgates because, you know, six minutes after that, uh, Halstenberg uh, scored, and then Angelino
Um, you know, and I, and I talk about Schalke maybe kind of giving up and not really defending as difficultly after they had gone down by a few. But I take that back because the defending on the team of Varigal was terrible in itself. Yeah. Go back and watch the replay of that goal and try to point out like almost any Schalke player that seems to be interested in, in stepping up and presenting a challenge to Werner, just moving basically wherever he wants to around the edge of the box. I mean, you're going to give a guy who's that lethal and that talented, who has burned Schalke repeatedly over the years, that much space and time to get a shot off. I mean, I mean, like it, the, the disinterest is just mind-boggling. Um, and I, I can't, I can't understand it given, uh, you know, the high-profile nature of this, of this fixture and the the importance that it probably carries for us in in this season. And then you know the fact that supposedly we've been such a good defensive team this year, and the stats have mostly bared that out outside of some bad results against Bayern. Um, this this was, you know, just as bad as that Bayern game, if not potentially more so. Yeah, and you talk about defensively, you know, we've given up as many goals as, as Dortmund, except they scored 30 more goals than us. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't good. And, and the Halstenberg goal, they really tore, they really cut through our defense there. We didn't play that really well at all. Uh, and the Angelino goal, that really shouldn't have been a goal um, if we had played defense. I mean, they just they had no right scoring the way he did. And uh, we didn't look good at all. It just looked like we didn't care at that point. And, and where do we go from here? We need to find, figure out something. Um, a lot of people are saying, hey, thank goodness we have Cologne next week or this weekend coming up. But really, they're our bogey team. We've never played them well. Even when we were a good, a good team, it's always been a difficult fixture for us. And uh, it's a bad time for us to play them. I mean, granted, it's not Bayern or Leipzig again. But, um, you know, it's not going to be easy by any stretch. And then, oh, oh by the way, uh, a couple of days after that, we played the DFB Pokal against Bayern. So um, it's not this this stretch of, of difficult games is not uh, ending anytime soon. And we need to figure out really quick, or otherwise, we're going to be hurting. Because um, looking at the standings, somehow we're still in sixth place because uh, Wolfsburg uh, ended up losing this weekend. Uh, they lost to, oh, excuse me, they beat Mainz. Um, uh, so yeah, they beat Mainz. Uh, so there's they're two points behind us. Bayer is now uh, seven points above us. So that's a bigger gap now uh, between us and fifth. Uh, Hoffenheim is is tied on points with Wolfsburg. Uh, Freiburg's on 33, and Union Berlin is you know slowly, quietly in, in 10th place with 29 points. So uh, we need to get our acts together because um, continue on these poor performances. We got Hoffenheim right after after Bayern, and so. Um, yeah, this could this could uh, we could be out of the, the European spots very very quickly. I mean, early on the season, we and we both predicted that it was going to be a mid-table finish. And I think with the start, and I think even six uh, one uh, Schalke four mentioned that you know we we all if this was the results we we saw this past week in the last couple you know last five weeks whatever this is kind of what we expected going into the season, and then the team kind of um, gave us some optimism, some hope with the the great start in the Hinrunda, right? And we're thinking, okay, hey, maybe we're, we will get a European spot, but we're we're coming back to reality. Um, you've been mentioning how our XGs have shown that we've been playing way above our weight, right? And and it's now coming back to real. We're coming back to reality, right? Uh, we thought that the 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 performances, the goals that I mean, Harit was uh, providing and and Serdar, you know, without any help from the strikers, was going to eventually come back to bite us because there's no way they could keep that up. Um, especially, you know, coming back to the Rook run where teams get a second look at you and can adjust as Nagelsmann did uh, this over this weekend. It, it's 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 scary, Jack. I don't know where we go from here. We have to figure it out quick, though. Yeah, you know, early in the season we were saying, thank God for for the midfield goal scoring production because <laughs> we haven't had it from up top. But what we also at the time was, 
Yeah, I mean, Harit's goals are you know wildly outperforming the XG of those of those shots. Like that is not a sustainable thing. He, I mean, Harit, to his credit, made made a several just incredible plays to bail us out of tough positions. You can't bank on that continuing for the entirety of the season. It's 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 kind of an opposite situation as to what's happening. Uh, with a team like Everton in the Premier League, right, who were you know near near the lower parts of the, of the Premier League table, yeah. despite the underlying numbers in terms of their defensive and, and offensive performances in terms of XP and other metrics being uh, overwhelmingly positive and, and suggesting that maybe they should be performing better than they had been over the course of a season. Some of those things can correct. You're seeing that now with Everton, you know, moving up the table and not too many points off of a European place. Um, Schalke overperforming their XG. Uh, early on, that, that's come back to earth quite a bit, particularly here in the in the Rook Runda, and, and suddenly you're seeing you know very difficult for us to score goals and create the production that we're going to need to uh, to hang with the rest of the teams that are that are looking to qualify for Europe, and then you're cup rolling that with a couple just absolute defensive meltdowns against some of the better teams in the league. Um, you know, early in the season, we we conceded ten goals to Bayern and Leipzig in the Rook Runda. We only conceded what four. In, in the Hinrunde, I mean, for yeah. those two matches, I mean, it's it's not it's not good uh, right now at all. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the table, we are the only team of any of the six teams currently in the European places that don't have a uh, a double digit positive goal difference. Yeah. yeah, our goal difference is zero. We have no goal difference. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are right now. I mean, Leverkusen, uh, you know, in fifth place, one spot above us. Um, but at this point, what? What did you say? Seven points ahead of us? Yeah, seven. I mean, that's already quite a big gap. They have they have a goal difference of, of plus eleven, and then you know the span between that and first place is you know it's plus thirty nine for Bayern Munich, and we, so we are not matching that kind of offensive production. And this is something that we've been talking about on this podcast for a while, so it's not surprising that it's becoming becoming an issue. We said we said it was going to be an issue, and uh, you know if if you're not scoring the goals, you can't you can't rely on. Um, you know, if it's if it's a one-one game against a bad team, you can't rely on Amin Harid to bail you out in the 85th minute every time it was you know it was happening early in the season. You're gonna you're gonna end up with draws against some bad team or some losses, and this is what we've been seeing recently, um, the last few games. As for you know the hope that you know, potentially this match against Cologne could turn things around, I mean, yeah, you could say that it's Cologne there in 13th place or lower lower mid. Um, table side in, in, in the Bundesliga right now. Um, but as you said, this is our bogey team. We've only beaten them, I think, three in the last 11 encounters dating back to like 2014, yeah. something like that. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a particularly good record against them. Um, they just put uh, five goals past Hertha Berlin. I'll, I'll, you know, admittedly, a, a Hertha Berlin, an absolute free fall at the moment. But, I mean, they just they just flex some muscle. Um Last week as well. I mean, they won five nil, and we and we lost five nil. I mean, it's, I mean, different caliber opponent, of course, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily be optimistic that, given the way we've been performing recently, we're gonna we're gonna get an easy result against a team that tends to give us a run for our money, regardless of the form that we're in. And then, yeah, I mean, the last thing you mentioned, of course, being the people cow fixture. You, you got a team like Dusseldorf who has drawn Saarbrücken. <laughs> whatever that is. Gesundheit. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's, it's a Schalke Bayern matchup, which, you know, so, I mean, it's not going to get <laughs> that much easier for us right now. We're, we're in a tough spot. Um, some things that we've been seeing that have been negatives that we've been getting away with, they're kind of coming home to roost now and it's causing us problems. And I, I think it is incumbent upon David Wagner to probably shake things up rather than continuously beating his head against the wall with the same general system and, and similar team selection. That is not yielding uh, results at the moment. I, have, I haven't soured on David Wagner 
to the extent that many have, um, because I think we were overperforming in the first place. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean that I can't criticize them at the same time and say, hey, man, I mean, you've been doing the same thing essentially for the entirety of the recruiter so far. It's not working for you for the most part. Shake it up. I mean, people don't want to continuously sing this diamond system um, with broken build-up play and, and, you know, a shaky defensive record. It's, it's not happening. And, I mean, he, he's not helping himself. I mean, I, th- I think if he would have come out in the media after this game and said, hey, listen, um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why that went south, but I need to look in the mirror myself and maybe, you know, consider changing things, things up. My tactics haven't been good enough recently. Yep. That would have bought him a lot of patience and, and, and credit from the fans, I think. And uh, if he doesn't do that and he gets another bad result, he's just going to continue to increase the pressure on him, which I think was, to some extent, you know, avoidable or able to be mitigated. And full credit to the fans that showed up to the game, I and mean, they were in full voice. Uh, they're really, uh, they're really raucous, and unfortunately, the team could not provide for them. And you know, you mentioned we, we obviously we have Cologne coming up, and then Byron and the DFP Pokal uh, the following Tuesday, uh, like a week from today, uh, a, week, a week from this recording. Um, but then, like, like I said, we had Hoffenheim after that, and then oh, look out now, we have Dortmund, um, the big Riviera Derby. So. You know, we didn't fare well against Bayern so far in the Rook Run, the, or nor Leipzig. Um, and so I'm terrified of what what the Dortmund game will will possess, especially now that they got Halan. Uh, kids just not, can't stop scoring. It seems like um, we need to figure out quick. We have three games to figure out something defensively at least. Um, the Wagner, like you said, he needs to he needs to change up his tactics because clearly it's not working. Um, we got a. James Skahan, he, he sent, sent us a message. One of the questions was, would you be totally against uh, Burke celebrating back into the starting 11? Um, I, I would not be against it. Um, I don't want to see in the quarterfinals against Bayern because as the chances are that we're going to win that game are, are slim to none as it is. We still need pace, I think, against Bayern. Um, I don't think a big body will do do us much good. Um, yeah, you got Boateng and, and Homos back there, but or um, excuse me, not Homos, um um, whoever the heck is back playing back there with Boateng, uh, they're not they're not that they're not that quick, uh, and so you need someone with pace who can kind of really disturb that. And we've seen that before that against many teams against Bayern, using some pace to beat them. So, um, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts about a possibility of you know bringing giving Bergsall another shot? I mean, I'm not for it. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not a. I'm not against it in the sense that if if David Wagner is planning to play like a you know a, a Benito Ramon and Gregorich partnership four two three one or something maybe or that, that I wouldn't be against Bergstaller. I mean yeah I mean I I think at this point we'd probably be getting a pretty fresh Bergstaller as well yeah as opposed to the ground down one that we had been seeing for the last season or so um, but yeah I'm not I don't think that we need to turn to Guido Bergstaller to solve this problem for us maybe I'll be proven to be mistaken but I mean I think the thing that we want to see is we'd love to see a shot at uh, Benito Raman and uh, Ahmed Katuchu partnership up top. Katuchu is still at this point not started a Bundesliga game. Is that correct? Um, yeah. I don't know how that that's that's the case given you know how consistently Wagner has been going to him of late. Try to change games, um, and it's it's unfair to Katuchu to continuously put him in situations where the game plan's already kind of gone to shit when you bring him on and then say, "Hey, save us." Um, give him an opportunity to play from the very the very beginning when the game plan is very much intact. Um, and, and see what happens. So, I mean, I would be, I think I would certainly choose other solutions prior to um, resorting to putting Bergstaller in, but uh, I'm also willing to shake up the team selection a little bit right now, shake up the system, and if that's something you want to try for one game, you know, it's fine. Well, since we're talking about the lineups, uh, I'll go back to the, the, the comment or question we got from James Scott on, on Twitter. He said, 
Um, and I'm butchering your name. I apologize, but you know, we're trying out here. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, what formation or and or personnel would you use for the game against Cologne? Um, they're obviously a brogy team. What we've been doing, the diamond, the four four two diamond, uh, has not worked at all in the Rook Runda, other than the the, the Munch and Gladbach match. What would you do with the formation? I, I probably have to look at that and, and see, take a look at what Cologne plays before figuring out how I want to set up against them. But uh, what have they been doing like a four two three one recently? I think so. I don't know. Um, I mean. Also, can Markut play against us? He can't, right? I want to say he can't. I thought I read he can't, but maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect there. Uh, advantage, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Advantage he's, them? <laughs> well, not not recently anymore. Yeah, he's, been, he's been scoring so much. We'll see. He'll probably be motivated to show us what's up. Um, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, they've been playing a four-two-three-one lately. So, yeah, Who I mean, as, as far as far as what I'd want to do against that, I don't have to. I have to give it some thought. I, I did think it was interesting. Um, I think I, I think it might have been Renee on Twitter who um, who's a prominent Schalke Twitter personality um, who put a lineup up there that was something along the lines of like a three four two one. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and and I would be highly intrigued to see something like that with maybe um, you know a, a back three, John Joe Kenny and, and Ochipka, you know, right and left with maybe McKenny and. Mascarell centrally, and then uh, two midfielders ahead of that, like Harit and, and Serdar, and then Katuchu up top, something along those lines. Um, or if you wanted to put Benito Raman in, you could put Katuchu in, in that in the in that two in the, uh, the the three four two one. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting uh, system to potentially give a try to. Um, I thought that was intriguing, but uh, so I, I don't know what David Wagner is going to do. I don't know what the optimum setup against Cologne is, but I do think we need to change something up, and uh, hopefully that's the case. Yeah, and, and a three four two one. Uh, that's not a bad shot. Uh, that's a, that'd be interesting to see. I would certainly throw the opposition out because we haven't we haven't run that obviously all year. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a four two three one, maybe even, um, and maybe put like a Katuchu in the ten roll and, and Harit on the left, and maybe um, McKinney on the right or something like that. I don't know. Um, find some way to get um, all our playmakers out there one time and have maybe Ramon at the, up top uh, for a little bit of pace. McKinney, who has not played very well the past couple games, by the way. And I just want to mention that just for everyone that thinks that we're you know, blind to McKinney supporters and, and more biased than we probably are. Um, pretty inconsistent, pretty sloppy the last, the last couple games as well. And he's not the only one, but I mean, not, not great. Yeah, incorrect. Uh, he has not played well. I mean, no one has really played well. And Katuchu, the few minutes that he would he played against Leipzig, he didn't look that great either. So I mean, nobody is playing well at the moment. Um, it seems like the confidence is super low at the moment with the with the, with what the team is trying to what what the management is trying to get the team to play. I guess uh, there there seem to be lacking ideas or something. I don't know what it is, but something needs to, a shakeup needs to happen in terms of the lineup and the personnel, and they need to find it quick. Um, but yeah, the game the game is going to be this Saturday um, at twelve thirty Eastern time, eleven thirty Central, I believe is what it is, Jack. Uh, so yeah, I know there's going to be some a bunch of watch parties all around the U.S. Um, you know, if you if you're in the area, except for Jack, you should definitely attend. Jack, you say, you got to be better stay in Chicago. I think it's safe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't want to lose find out in the Cologne, right? <laughs> yeah, Midwest misadventures for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's certainly been an interesting game, uh, and then um, I think we'll have our um, the next pod we do. We're gonna we'll preview. We'll obviously review the game that game, and then preview the DFB Pokal against Bayern. 
Um, maybe uh, maybe we can get a, a, a guest on here to talk a little bit of tactics prior to that game to try to uh, analyze uh, what you know what each team is doing potentially what they could do to uh, disrupt the other. So yeah, we'll see. Um, anything else you want to really crank out on this one? I mean, it's it's a this is a tough one to talk about. It's uh, again we're just not playing to where our standards and certainly not the not the fan the rest of the fan standards and. Uh, you know, it's hard to talk about a five nothing defeat, and you know, for a long stretch. I mean, nobody wants to hear it for that long, right? We don't certainly want to talk about that. So, anything else that, that's on your mind that you want to talk about in terms of Shaco? No, I think the bottom line of what I would just say right now is, you know, I, I think I think we were overperforming early on. Yeah. I, I picked us to finish more mid table, and obviously we're in six right now, and have been higher that for a lot of the season. So I, I'm I'm not. You know, trying to jump on David Wagner right now. I, I think I think he's done a, a pretty good job given what he's had, and I think he's get, you know had us performing better than I expected us to perform. Um, but the thing is, he's not going to buy himself um, a lot of goodwill if if in the midst of this run of poor form, he just continues to do the same thing over and over again. It's going to make it a lot more difficult for people to defend him um, if he refuses to uh, take a look at his own tactics and change things up. Uh, sometimes you gotta, even if you do it for a game. You know, just so they can maybe approach approach the system. You know, two weeks down the road with a fresh perspective, having just done something else. I don't know. I, I just I just hope we see um, some sort of uh, evolution from from David Wagner um, in terms of what he's trying to do out on the pitch. Every manager uh, at some point in their career gets a punch in the mouth, and then how you react to it really defines how you be, how you are as a manager. You know, with Tedesco got punched several times in the face. It seems like um, Nagelsmann himself has got punched in the face. You know, then he came back and his, and really. The the following the third season with Hoffenheim, he really got really uh, the team got really much better, and then obviously he got the job with Leipzig, and he's doing fantastic there. So this is a this is a big time for Wagner. He needs to, like you said, you know, an evolution. Uh, find something, find some way to dig deep and look into those tactics and those players. Do something on the, on the training pitch and figure something out. Because uh, if if he does and it's not going to end well, I would think I, I, you want to see some kind of fighting chance from Tim. I'm still behind David Wagner for sure. I just want to see what he's going to do, how he's going to react, and and make these adjustments that clearly are needed. Um, so, and I don't think Bergsteller is a be all end all answer for that. Um, there's a lot more to that. You know, the, it's the, a whole eleven really, uh, the whole squad. They, they need to figure something out. So, yeah, uh, maybe it's a good good place to end it, huh, Jack? How do you think? It's fine by me. Fine by me. <laughs> uh, keep, keep this one short for the fans. How about that? Um, keep tuning in each week. We'll try to bring you the highlights of, of the games for Royal Blues. Uh, we want to thank Shaka Fox Soccer for our tidbits on our podcast today. Uh, if there are any topics you would like us to discuss, send us a tweet at Shalk America. Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? You can find me at uh, JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N. G A N and uh, just just for laughs, I would like to see a lot of our listeners uh, tweet at the NBC Four Nashville Twitter account with the uh, hashtag #FreakyTuchu. <laughs> there you go, fans. Uh, tweet out to NBC Four Nashville with the hashtag #FreakyTuchu. Get them on the movement as well. Um, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the U.S. Shaka newsletter simply by going to. Uh, to the website, give them your email address, and you'll get it. You get it once a month. Uh, it's, it's good information you get from Shock there. So um, I am at r underscore k h a r m a n. That's Richard Carmen. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere on social media. Uh, until the next pod comes, my friends, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Shoots.